0: Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Grant Chapel. I'm joined by my loyal co-host and friend, Darren Brownie-Brown.
1: What's doing, Brownie? No, not much, chaps. Uh, it's Christmas time and a big, very Merry Christmas to everyone out there, all our listeners, uh, wishing you all the best. Be safe over the new year and uh, really
0: looking forward to... Christmas Day chaps it's a great time of the year it is it's a a busy time of the year and we're coming off a couple of night shifts so apologies if if the uh for a bit down but we're we're trying to we're trying to fire up here for Christmas we're a couple of days out from that great day where look I mean families come together and not everyone's got families at this time of year so uh all the best to everyone out there. Now we also want you to rate and review, very important there on Apple please, um, just give us a five star rating if you think we've earned one, write a little review there, what you like about the show uh, or what you don't like about the show but um, yeah, really important to rate and review to get us up the charts. Today is going to be an episode about the wish list, uh, Christmas wish list, Brownie's going to give you three wishes, I'm going to give me three and then we're going to go to the Rabbitohs Radio. Best 17 for round one. Or our, the 17 we'd like to see out there. We're just about to come to blows over this 17 <laughs> over the last <laughs> couple of days, Brownie. But, um, and once
1: again, look, it's not the coming from the Rabbitohs. We're an independent podcast. We are uh, out on our own, uh, Chaps and I. But, yeah, uh, we've got a team there that we'd like to see run out. It's not going to say that it will be the team. Everyone's got their own opinions. Uh, let us know what you think of our top 17 when we announce it in a couple of minutes' time.
0: Yep, for sure. Um, look, um, I know there's been a few um, sad news over the last couple of podcasts we've had. Look, there's another another one, mate, one of our good listeners, Brownie. Yeah, the death
1: of uh, comrade Barry Brooker, a long-term uh, MUA member. Uh, he's a long-time listener of the show. He's, he's a tremendous fellow. He sat on our table at DP World for many, many years for as long as I've been there anyway, 10 years. A great knockabout bloke. A colourful character, you'd call him these days. But yeah, he passed away. He'd been battling cancer for quite some time. Uh, A champion fellow and our condolences go out to all the Brooker family and uh, his funeral will be on the 28th of December, so this coming Thursday at 10am at the Coast Chapel. It's a lovely chapel down there by the Coast Golf Course, and after the Coast will be able to celebrate his life at the Yarra Bay Sailing Club.
0: Yep, he, he didn't actually live around here, which was a surprise to me that the funeral was down there, but he loved going to Little Bay, snorkelling, taking the kids down there, and that's the I think that's the reason why they've chosen it. Plus, he was had a lot of great mates at work, and it's probably closer to the wharves, and he sort of grew up around the Parramatta area, and I think he lived his life in the St George area most recently and was a St George supporter, but he loved... RabbitEars Radio podcast because me and Brownie were involved and he supported everything that we did. He went went to Hawaii to watch the boxing only, what in, the, in August. Um, so yeah, condolences to the Brooker family. He yeah, was
1: always buying merchandise, office chaps, whatever yep. we released some merchandise. I had a great connection with him. He knew a couple of blokes that I knew, a couple of colourful characters like I just spoke about. Uh, we used to always talk about old old stories and the old days. Um, yeah, just a, a wonderful bloke. Didn't take any shit off anyone, but no never, never gave any shit either. So just a real genuine bloke. And he's going to be sorely missed, Baz. And uh, rest in peace, mate.
0: Yeah, staunch as they come. And this is uh, Friday afternoon. There's been some sad news in the rugby league world. One of the real um, powerhouses burst onto the scene from the North Queensland Cowboys at the age of 20, 19 or 20, played Origin, dominated a few Origins, Brownie. Uh, I think one where he just took on that Luke um I forget Bailey. His, Luke Bailey, that's it, from the Dragons and the and the Titans and just I oh, killed him honestly that day. He scored a couple of tries. He has passed away at the tender age of um forty two. Mm. Um, very sad. Yeah,
1: it's a sad way to go. This motor neurons disease. It takes a lot of people. Um in the the early stages of of their life and their career. And like you said, Chaps, he was a powerhouse. He was a wonderful player from a young age. And um, we've got our very own Burgess boys who are ambassadors for this terrible disease. They lost their dad to this disease. There's another young kid going through it over in the UK, Rob Burrow. Well, he's not a kid, but... Terrible. um, Just young, but... He's just young. Yeah, that's right. It's it's sad to watch. Um, And, yeah... Once again, condolences to all the the Webb family. Rest in peace to Carl.
0: Yep, for sure, mate. Um, very very sad day in the in the rugby league community. Um, the, the tribute's going to be pouring out over the next couple of couple of days and weeks. But uh, what a, what a what a tough time for for his family. What a couple of days prior to Christmas and mm, yeah. yeah, it's absolute tragedy. Brownie, we're going to get into um, some Rabbitohs news. Um we're obviously just on the eve of Christmas, the the boys have broken up on Wednesday, um, they're not back till till the new year, they're going to go and enjoy some, a couple of beers I reckon and a bit of food like like most of us are and then they're going to come back and rip into the new year. Look, Just looking at a little bit of news over the last few weeks, Caleb Clark visited the Rabbitohs and I didn't know a lot about him because I don't follow a lot of rugby. You know, I used to back in the day when it was a bit more popular in Australia but... Just uh, researching up on him, what an absolute powerhouse this bloke is. He was a Rabideau's fan due to his uncle and, he, and some other family members. Grew up um, idolising Greg Inglis and the likes and, and Johnny Sutton. And he just come over and did a bit of a pre-season with the boys. What, what a unique experience.
1: Unbelievable, chaps. It's, uh, I mean, you get rugby league players uh, coming to other clubs to do a little bit of pre-season training. But uh, I don't think there's ever been a rugby union international to come and train with the uh, Rabbitohs and what a player he was. I'm similar to you. I hadn't seen much of Caleb Clark but did my research on YouTube and wow, what a beast he is. Mm. Plays for the All Blacks. He's a very explosive player. He's a well-balanced runner, a little bit like Brian Toho, a bigger mm. version of Brian Toho. He's very powerful, like you said. Um Yeah, geez, uh, he'd be a good get in
0: maybe 12 months to two years, if we can get him. Yeah, he can explode off the mark. He, he looks like he's got good skills under the high ball. Um, he, he's got a bit of ball skills himself. Loves the collision, runs over blokes. Um, can can sort of change direction pretty quick, but explode as well. Like, mate, he, he'd be outstanding out in the out in the Billy Sting or in the centres for the South Sydney Rabbitohs in the next couple of years, if that's what he chooses to do. Oh,
1: 100%, chaps. He creates opportunities on his own, doesn't he? Very rarely... Was he put into a hole, or um, did he, you know, run run around someone? He was always running over someone, or running in back in behind the ruck in rugby union terms. But yeah, it was a it was a great great experience for Caleb Clark to come over and train with the Rabbitohs, and yeah, he, he looks okay.
0: He looks like he absolutely loved it. Well none of the Rabbitohs uh, media team there for putting together a bit of. Um, did a they do bit a good of job, don't and, they? A yeah, bit of videos and clips on the kid, and mate, really, really well done to everyone involved down there. Yeah, um, we love to see stuff like that. Um, not, you know, we're all fans of the Rabbitohs, but um, to see someone like that, a world superstar in the um the game of rugby, to love the mighty Rabbitohs, it's great to see. Now the other one is the world famous. We're speaking about the world stage. The Wiggles, they don't get much bigger than that one of the great exports from Australia, the, the children's show that's been going for decades upon decades. They've got a new Jeff, the Purple, Purple Wiggle, and you uh, wouldn't believe it, he's pretty fit, this bloke. He got Tom to run at him in a corridor and some, I think it was ABC Studios, and, mate, he put Tom on his ass, didn't he? It
1: was perfect technique.
0: It, it was, was a it? perfect technique, hit him low, came down with him. And that's what you need on Big Tom, because (laughs) if you go high
1: on him, he just shrugs you off. Big uh, Tommy B, he's a monster of of a bloke. and Yeah, the Purple Wiggle, I don't know what his name is these days, but he did a great job. And uh, just continuing on from that, chaps, uh, AJ, Tom and Cookie did a little segment with the Wiggles, and that was uh, great
0: to watch as well. Yeah, they're great characters, those three. Um, Very approachable sort of guys, and look like great family men. They've all got kids themselves, and and young wives and stuff like that. So, yeah, that, that'd be a great thrill to be a part of that for those three. Well, especially AJ, he's got that great
1: connection with the younger kids. I mean, he's got young kids himself. But writing that book recently, uh, A Footy Tale, um, it was a rhyming picture book about an underdog team of, of bunnies taking on, the you know, the more powerful um, other animals. And, yeah, it just was about resilience, unity and, um, yeah, coming togetherness. So... Yeah, it was uh, that was good, and I'm
0: sure them boys got a big kick out of it as well. I'm sure they did, mate. Look, um, the mighty Rabbitos. Look, we come off a bit of a tough back end of the season, but you know what? The sponsors continue to jump on board and sign on. And in the last um, couple of days, we've had Aqualand sign on for three years, and also that great beer over there at Newtown, Young Henry's, which is has never sold out. It's an Australian-owned business. A lot of the big companies like Bolters and and um, Stone and Wood, over the, they've come out of the ground over the last 10, 50. they've sold out to the big Lion Nathans and whatnot so mm. and, and the like. So for them to just um, get back on board the Rabbitohs, it's, it's a match made in heaven. Dan, he loves the, loves the Rabbitohs, um, one of the owners down there and and that, that relationship will continue.
1: Yeah, we're both big brands in their own field themselves, aren't they? But they're joining another bigger brand themselves in terms of the South Sydney Rabbitohs and uh, no better brand to be on board with and the mighty South
0: Sydney Rabbitohs you'll go a long way if you're supporting them yep you certainly will no doubt about it um look some some news on the Rabbitohs we've had a couple of nothing major injuries really or oh, there might be one there but um, we've had a, a bit of a run of calf injuries mate um I think Cody Walker hasn't been able to train the past few weeks he's had those compression socks on um Ilias has been the same Cody's been out doing a bit of coaching actually trying to um, catch up the halves there. We know Jackie White has had an injury. Don't doesn't seem like it's too bad. Another compression shock one. Um, Jai Arrow, he's also got one. He'll be back next year. Um, the other one is I-Tom, which sounds like it's a little bit more of a serious injury. That one might, might mm. go for a little bit longer, more like a six-week injury um, from all reports. And poor old Sean Kip, has got a few back spasms at the moment. He's just been sitting out a few sessions. The, the new recruit, the... The big unit. I think Havili had a bit of a calf injury, but he looks like he's coming good. Mm. Um, I also spoke to Captain Cam Murray, who you might remember got a... I think it was a tendonitis injury in the shoulder. What well, ruled him out of that last test match? Only, only a few hours before kick-off, and um, he said he's gonna not going away anyway. He's going to stay close, and we're not cams like... Um, very vigilant with his um, rehab and he's going to stay close to the facility to try and get some uh, rehab done over the Christmas period. So he's fighting fit into the new year, Brownie. Well, and also Campbell Graham. I think he's not quite going to be ready round till close to kickoff. He might have missed that Vegas game with still that sternum problem. Mm, geez, yeah. Well, look, it's, it is a bit of a concern, especially with
1: the amount of injuries that we've got so early in the pre-season itself. Now, look, it is to be expected. We started earlier than normal. Uh, we had a whole bunch of players that were playing in test matches uh, around the world. Uh, and if you notice on that list, chaps, there's not too many of them players. It's all the players that started a lot earlier. Now, they are training with high intensity. Uh, they're doing a lot of contact. Unlike years ago, when we used to do our off-seasons, we didn't touch a football till February, March. It was all fitness for us getting as fit as you can, as strong as you can, but, yeah, no contact. So it's a little bit different uh, the way the game is played today and you expect these little niggling injuries and I'd say that's what all they are and I'm hoping that's all they are because the players you just mentioned, chaps, they're a very important part of this roster and we need them playing week
0: in, week out. Oh, definitely, mate. Um, look, I, I, it's a bit of a concern when you've got that many injuries, um, but... None of them are real long-term ones. Maybe, no. maybe Campbell Graham, but we understand that. Yeah, he's sort of um, bit down on the mouth guard, so to speak, just to try and get through that season. But, you know, that's, those injuries linger. And I uh, wouldn't be too worried about him. He's pretty classy and all that. But yeah, I'm sure the uh, club will start uh, the good news is new Jack was one wasn't too bad. And they're pretty confident he might be ready to go um, pretty quick. I think Jairo's looking to get back into some running mid-January. And build into the um, some of those preseason games before well, Vegas. Jack was probably the most high-profile injury to come out of the
1: preseason this year, wasn't it, chaps? Uh, it was well documented. It was reported in, in the mainstream media. However, none of them other players were reported, so I can't say uh, that they're not too serious because we don't know. But uh, I'm saying that they're all just niggling injuries. And they'll be ready
0: to go once they return in January. Yeah, well, with the injury, Brown, it gives opportunity. And that's what happens. And that's why we've got such a deep squad there. Um, the retention committee has done a pretty good job with putting together a solid um, top 30 and some dev players and training trials. So you might see someone like a, a guy that's not familiar to a lot of guys, Liam LeBlanc, come down from Queensland. A smaller body, but he's starting to put a bit, of, a bit of meat in the frame. I think we put a photo up of him on our socials the other day, him and his old man, Benny. Benny. <laughs> Benny LeBlanc, um, it gives it an opportunity to Thomas Fletcher. Um, you guys like Jacob gay guy who was he had a birthday during the week. Um, happy birthday to you, yeah, mate! Dion, happy birthday, Gags! Dion Tiber, Um with with the injuries to guys like Elias and stuff like that. So and I, and I believe he is um, playing pretty good um, in in the preseason so far. Yeah, I'm very
1: excited to watch Dion go after the season he had in 2023. I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yep. Um, on Saturday, we might get a little bit of the pathways information. We went out to the, well, I went out to the pathways the other day. Brownie had to work. It was quite a hot day over there at Redfern Oval. I think it was in the early 30s, not amazingly hot, and a bit of a nor'easter come up and cool things down by the SG ball game. But I missed uh, majority of the girls game. I come in just at the end of the Tarsha Gale, so I can't really give you a port on the report on the Lisa Fiola. But I think they went all right. The girls we played the Sharks in every grade there. Um was a good healthy crowd out, there were family and friends and, and whatnot watching. But in Natasha Gale, um the standouts from from what I seen and what I was told was um Kiani Duckett. I like think we mentioned her on the last show, bit of a talent, could quite easily play um rep level netball as well, from what I'm told. She's a real sports sports freak. And Michaela Langer, the hooker, what a defender she is, um really organized really focused. I was sat with her after the game and her an old man and mum and just just had a listen to some of the things she's working on. Just um, jumping out, engaging markers, trying to get people to run between defenders for herself and just the way she was breaking things down. She's a, she's a real thinker, Brownie, and one to, one to keep an eye out for. Yeah, well, 17 years of age too.
1: Yeah, like you chaps, I haven't seen much of uh, these girls play, but I've heard some really great reports about Michaela. Um, she loves the game and like you said, she's only 17, but I'm already hearing people say that she can play at a higher level already and uh, be exciting to watch her go around in the Tasha Gale to start off with. And hopefully, she can obviously make her way up into the Harvey Norman.
0: Yep, um, for sure. I'm looking forward to that. They've got games in early to mid January, which we will report on and get our eyes on those ones. The next game was the 16s Devs, the development. Team. It's basically just the level just below Harold Matthews, and you get some pretty pretty good players out of there. They range from 14 to sort of 16s. So some, some of the younger ones were really good um, without putting any pressure on any of them. I think William Stewart, the centre, came up with a uh, really big shot early in the match, um, got a turnover and then screwed it up upfield. Um, scored a try, um, made he look pretty good. Um, Tarawi. Goulding Lions, a little half-back, just was in everything. Um, skinny as a rake. I think he's related to the Great Lions family. He's also related to the Stewart family, Troy Stewart and that.
1: Is he a local Lapa yeah, boy? Yeah,
0: local boy. Um, He's got vision. He's, he's got aggression. He's only a tiny bloke, but he's belting the big Islander boys in the mm. other team and back-slamming them. And, like, mate, really, really like what I've seen from him. Good organiser, good talker. Um, Yeah, they, he looked pretty, pretty good in, in that one. Um, Zane Hill looked pretty good, the hooker. I'm um, not sure if he's related to Benny Hill or not but Benny Hill, oh yes He could be <laughs> Yeah um, a great man, Brent Hill Tanner Man's brother um, Kayanu Amani, uh, He looked pretty good too So, And there's a big unit there called Kayasi, He was from Waverley Mate, He looked about 110 kilos and he's 14 So he's, he's one to keep an eye out for Really big middle forward The next one's a Harold Matts That's um, Eddie Payers, the assistant coach here I went out and watched that one I thought my standouts were Chris Petrus, the uh, the, w- the winger from PNG. I sat next to his family there, and um, they were pretty impressed and cheering him on there. Really supportive, really good carries out of his own end. Um, can break a tackle. Um, t- t- seemed to be up in support at all times. He was a good positional player as well, mm. Brownie, which is important on the wing.
1: Well, for anyone who wants to have a look at a couple of his highlights, go to our social media pages. Chaps done a tremendous job in putting. Some footage up there, and yeah, chaps, he looks a little bit like the Justin Olam clone. Uh, Very powerful, Uh, very good on his feet, he plays with energy, and that's what you
0: want from your outside backs. Yeah, he came through the Penrith 16th development squad, which is similar to the team we just spoke about, but from Penrith, so you can imagine the the talent out there, and he was one of the good performance out there. So well done to the recruitment boys for getting him over. The other ones was um, Lockie Walters. He, he jumps in the halves really speedy. Um, he, he jumped in at fullback as well. He looked really sharp. Um, didn't matter what position he played. One of the real big units in that team was Tony F- Fucker Howe. Um, oh, did you say that? Was, right? oh, I'm sorry, mate. I didn't mean to swear on the show, but um, <laughs> that's uh, Big Tony. Can he, we bleep that he, out? He looks like a big unit, very similar to Junior Satole, really big thick around the hips and... Big thighs, and he's only played smaller minutes because he's a big guy, but he's um, one that was impressive. But look, Eddie Payer, uh, I got a message off him today asking him about who who do you think his standouts were. He said, Lisiati Filihia and Josh Ballard, both good guys um, in the outside backs competing for positions where there's probably a lot of depth in the outside backs in this team. Um, He said... There's only a couple of positions. You've got Chris Petrus, who we just spoke about, Tommy O'Callaghan, um, Dane Jennings, who played fullback, he played really well, Kine and Hart, who had the, probably the try uh, of all the matches. An 80 metre try, individual effort, beat three or four guys, changed speeds, changed direction, was able to finish it off, and it brought the crowd to its feet. So he's one to look out for. Kine and Hart. And I asked him about biggest surprise, and it was um, Taj Ferrani. He's, he's a year young. I think he's only 16 in the in the 17s. He's a local boy. Heaps of potential. He's been training the house down in the whole pre-season, which is really important. He's got a big frame. He's powerful. And um, they're expecting big things from Taj ferrani this mm. season.
1: Yeah, well, that's good. It sounds like they've got a very good squad down there at the Herald Match Chaps. I know they're very uh, impressed with what they've uh, got over the next couple of years in that. It's all like age group and uh, really looking forward to the Harold Matts this year. Uh, they're very confident about their performances. And look, it's all about the development of the players, isn't it? Obviously, yeah, you yeah. want to get results and you want to win as many games as you can and go on and win the the title. But uh, it's about developing the players and getting them ready for their next step, which is the SG ball.
0: Yeah, they look pretty strong. Uh, Lockie Moses, another standout um, local boy. Um he can roll the sleeves up. He's, he's got soft hands. He's got really good vision for the game. He's another one to look out for. The SG ball was the last game. We got a little bit touched up in the last couple of quarters, but there was a reason for that. We had 19 unavailable through injury and other various reasons. So we had to reach on a few people from outside the squad to finish it um, to get through the game. But Sam Taylor, pretty impressive a kid from Batemans Bay. Played a bit of um, Harold Matz with the Raiders. Really dominant half, good talker, good organiser. Had a really clean passing game out in front. Mm. I was a good defender, didn't his responsibilities. A bit of a, if I was going to do a player comparison, if you remember Brett Furman, yep. the Dragons player, looked a little bit like him, I'm not saying he's Brett Furman, but a um, really nice find there that I, I didn't know a lot about the kid.
1: Yeah, well, that's uh, a position that you can't have, you know, too many players not playing there, you know what I mean? But We need as many half-backs as you can and... I know there's a couple uh, that didn't play on the day in that SG ball squad. Humphreys is one of them. Um, and by the sounds of it, Sam Taylor is going to be pushing for a halfback spot uh, come round one.
0: Yeah, and the middles were pretty good. Really big guys. Um, when they were on and fresh, they looked really good, but they got a bit um, fatigued at the back end of the game. The, the kid from North Queensland, they're comparing to Georgie Burgess, um, which is Jason Harley. I've seen him. Um, he played really well. Some Good carries and even offstanding starts, they couldn't couldn't do much with him. He just pushed him back mm. 10, 12, 15 metres. His front row partner is an absolute monster. This bloke, huge guy, biggest guy I've seen all day, which is Paul um, Taosala. Now, we, we watched a few of the St George SG, SG ball games last year. He must have been one of them. That's where we got him from. A nice little find there. Um, Fallon. He played well. Dane Fallon is with us last year, but looks like he's put on a bit of size. Junior Sele, Jame's brother, big unit. Mm. Um, he's another bloke who'd have to carry his birth certificate around. He looks 35, but he's only in the under 19s. <laughs> he's a big bloke because I think it's his heavy beard that sort of gets you. And I thought a little standout there was Saxon Lester, son of Premiership winning Bulldog um, Gavin Lester, who's a local guy. He wasn't in the squad. They gave him a bit of a train and trial. He was playing with the. The Brumbies, actually. Brumbies' uh, rugby union rep squad. And give him a go. And any small touches, big carries. Not a big mm. guy. Mm. Absolute hell man. Runs 100 miles an hour. And, uh, um, he made a big half break there, like down the sideline. So... Um, and yeah, he
1: plays with no fear. I've watched him a couple of times, Saxon, um, playing in the Currie knockout, which was televised uh, at the end of uh, the last season. And I thought he went quite well playing for La Perouse there. And I think they might have won... The under-16s, I think it was. Yep. Uh, in the La perouse knockout. And, yeah, he's, uh, he's one to watch. Even though he is a train and trial, they'd be surprised if he makes the squad.
0: Eden Potter was another one. Um, played hooker. I think he might have jumped in the halves in that last quarter when we were a bit short. But um, he, he looked pretty good too, Bernie.
1: Yeah, well, he's, he's a, we got him from the Roosters. Um, so a lot of these players we've attracted from different clubs. And a couple of them have been local juniors. I'm a... Assuming that Eden Potter would have been a local junior uh, growing up in the area. He's just gone over to the Roosters for an opportunity, but now we've got him back. So it's really good uh, that the you know the pathways and all the people involved are attracting these players back to play for the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs.
0: And the Canaan was manned up by the Alexander Rovers, raising a bit of coin. There. I was talking to a couple of the officials down there, and they they think they've got three teams next year, um, an A-grade. A reserves and possibly playing in that Cronulla comp. It's like a A reserves reserves arm. So three teams. I and mean, that club's really bounced back. The Rovers. Well, that's
1: what happens when you have a little bit of success. They're a wonderful club. They're very well positioned um, in the in the area down there at Erskineville Alexandria. Uh, there's a lot of young families in, in that vicinity. Um, they train out of Erskineville Oval. And, yeah, it's just uh, it's just great to see because they've been around for a long, long time, the Alexandria Rovers, and
0: what a grand final victory that was in the A-Reserves. Oh, it was. Memorable game. I won't forget that one in a hurry, um, including the stink at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> sort of finished in a bit of a flurry of punches. But now we're going to get to our... Christmas wish list, I oh, Just
1: just one thing. I'll just touch on yep. the jersey flag I spoke to. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, To Tibia T- O'Connell. They didn't play a trial on the weekend. Their first trial is after they come back uh, in the new year now. Um, a good squad They're, they've got. They're building. Uh, they've got a lot, a lot of players who are training up in the... Uh, are they training in the first grade, a couple of the boys?
0: Yeah, yeah a couple of them are, are training and trying in the first grade, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: so the, the likes of Thomas Fletcher, um, Liam LeBlanc, they can all back come back and play Jersey Flag. I don't think they will. They might start in the New Even South Hazen,
0: Hazen Mellows too, he'll, he'll add some depth to that squad too, yeah.
1: So they're gaining valuable experience up there, training week in, week out uh, with the top 30 squad throughout the pre-season, and obviously they'll go back to their respective teams uh, once uh, the season starts, but uh, tibby O'Connell uh, indicated that he's been very impressed with uh, the way the boys have been training uh, over the pre-season, and none more than a bloke who's played out of the Parramatta system. His name's Noah Reed. Now, he said he's been trailing really well, and he's been very impressed uh, with Noah, and that it's he'd be a player to keep an eye on over the first couple of rounds. And look, all these players are only a couple of steps away from playing first grade. Obviously, their next step is New South Wales Cup and then uh, hopefully make their debut in the next couple of seasons. Another player who we signed from Tweed Heads up there, uh, just on the border, Jared Johnson. Uh, He said he looks good. He plays edge, centre. He can play 13. And he said the good thing about him, he loves the contact. So, Noah Reid, keep an eye on him. Mm. And Jared
0: Johnson. I think Noah Roode, I think the, the great Brennan um, knows his father. So, he might be from Central Coast Product. And Jared Johnson, I think he's from the Tweed, Tweed Coast um, team up there. Yeah. Right? Uh, Sign uh, from Tweed Heads. Not a huge front rail, but a good size, good motor, very aggressive. Um, you might have seen a few Facebook posts about him around September. Uh, um, August. So yeah, thank you very much, Tippy, And and good luck to the uh Jersey Fleet side going forward. Now we will go back to that Christmas wish list. Three things from Brownie, three things from me. You now look going back in the day, you know, Christmas when you're a kid and I don't remember on my wish list was the He Men. I love the He Men figures. Um and the WWF rock and roll wrestlers, you know, your Hulk Hogan's, King Kong Bundies and, and yeah. the likes. But I've still I've still got a King Kong Bundy yeah. and a Hulk Hogan. Yeah. My mum, when we, they moved house a few years back, she had them in a box. <laughs> I've kept them. So. The BMX bikes. I've uh, had them over the As you get a
1: little bit older. Um, oh, boogie yeah. boards. Yeah. All, all that outdoor stuff. These days, it's all indoor stuff. But, yeah, look, I've got some three exciting things on my list uh, that I hope Santa brings us. And it's all got to do with... Is that, is that what you're talking about, chaps? It's all got to do with South Sydney?
0: Well... It, it is the Rabbit. I don't Radio know podcast,
1: mate. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, look, the first one I'm going to, uh, the first thing on my list is uh, Luttrell Mitchell. Oh, look, he's um, in terms of his consistency over the last couple of years, uh, it hasn't been great and I'm sure Luttrell wouldn't be happy with the amount of games that he's played. I'll just go back uh, when he started at the Roosters, he spent four years at the Roosters. He played 96 games. That's including finals. Now, that's on an average of 24 games a season in the first four years. Didn't miss many, did he? No. And won two premierships there. He was in a star-studded lineup. Single-handedly, I think, won the Roosters two premierships. Anyway, four years he was there, 96 games, average 24 games a season. He's been at the South Sydney Rabbitohs for four years. This is his fifth year next year, but we're going back uh, the last four years. He only played 64 games, chaps. Now, that's an average of 16 games. So 24 games average for the Roosters, 16 for us. On my Christmas wish list, I want him to play 20 games this year. Now, there's a couple of buys in a 27-round competition. Um, take away a couple for State of Origin. If we can get 20 games out of Latrell this year, And I'm sure he wants to play as many as he can as well. Uh, We've got a good chance because our win ratio when he plays is very high. So 20 games is my first wish list for Santa to bring me. Now the second one is, it's got to do with the South Sydney Rabbitohs again. We've got the buy in round seven. So that means we've got six games before that. If Santa can somehow bring me five out of six games win ratio, I'd be happy with that going into the Dubai. We've got a tough start to the season. Uh, we've got to go to Vegas and obviously play Manly. We play the Broncos and we play the Roosters. Um, three tough games. They're on the road once again. And uh, after that, I think we've got the Warriors. We've got Bulldogs on Good Friday who always give us a run for our money and the Sharks. So the six games... They're, they're not easy games. No, they're They're, not. they're all hard games. Uh, if we can win five out of them leading into the bye, it's going to put us in a good position, especially after the way we finished last season. Mm. I think uh, they'll take a lot of confidence out of that, especially with the new players that we've got, Jack Whiten and Sean keppi If we can win five out of six, or if Santa can give us five out of six, uh, I'd be extremely happy and I'd be jumping with joy. And obviously the third one, it should be on every South Sydney supporter's wish list, and that's our 22nd Premiership. Uh, it's a long way in coming, um, but I'm confident if I can get my t- first two wishes, the third one will be on its way.
0: Yeah, well, that's a given. That's going to be on my wish list, Brownie. I don't think there's any doubt about that, mate. I've got us to, to win the, But I've, I've added, I've, I've, I want a minor Premiership and a Pathways Comp as well. That's all in one one wish list there, mate. Just look, we got... We got um, a Pathways Premiership last year, didn't we, with the New South Wales Cup. So let's hope we get um, one of those. So there's my first one. My second one involves a bit of rep football, actually. Um, I think Teddy Tedesco has been a great servant of the game. I just think he's just, just come off a little bit in the last 12 months. His father time is undefeated. Briani, just look, he's still a star and all that. But I reckon he might just pull the pin on it um, next year and concentrate on, on his on his club football. And I'd like to see our captain, Cam Murray, take over as captain of the Blues. Not only the Blues, captain of Australia. Mm. I think he deserves it. He is is the most outstanding rep player this year in in the Blues and for Australia.
1: Well, he got the Harry Sunderland medal for the best Australian player on that Pacific Championship. Didn't even play in the last game. Uh, I'm not saying they would have won, but they lose a lot. It's like when Cam plays with South Sydney or when he doesn't play, we're a totally different team. Chaps, I, I'd love that wish. I'd love for Santa to bring that wish for you. Um, he's been destined to captain his country any state for a long, long time. It's been spoken about for you know 10 to 15 years that this kid's going to do that, and I don't think it's too far away.
0: The other one is um, look, a good friend of the show. Um, he's a farmer. He's up there in Buladula. One of my wishes is to see his son and Tina. That's it. it's his mum's Tina. They're a great, great family up there in Um, Turkey farmer up there. He, when, he likes talking turkey when you, when you get him <laughs> down for a cup of coffee or, on his property. Yeah, but he's a good man. I want to see Thomas Fletcher develop and jump in there in debut next season. I know he's been pretty impressive with, with a few players out, like Joy Arrow. He's been jumping in there, playing edge back row and... and Winning a lot of the sessions and getting it over a lot of guys. He's a big, strong country lad. I want to see Thomas Fletcher to well, That's number two, Brownie. And well, that's number three, actually, because I've already <laughs> spoken. Mine in premiership, Cam Murray to Captain Australia and, and the Blues. And Thomas Fletcher to debut, mate. There's yeah. the three. Well, just
1: going back to Thomas Fletcher, we put a little clip up of him tackling. I don't know who he was tackling. I, on. The, I was just doing some contact and defence. And it just went gangbusters. It's had over... Yeah. The, 200,000 views on TikTok a big shot,
0: wasn't it? It was a big content. Yeah, of, it was great content. Good noise.
1: Yeah, it was good. And, and that's how you you want your forwards tackling. You're driving them into the ground. But yeah, look, chaps, he, he's a great kid. Uh, he's got a big future ahead of him. Uh, a wonderful family, like you just said. Uh, Nick and Tina up there at uh, Puller Shield or Buller Dealer. And uh, mate, that'd be another great um, wish if it could come true.
0: It'd be a great moment. And no matter where it is, we will try and be there for it. So there's our wishes. There's our wishes. Santa, what can you do for us? Brownie wants Latrell to play a little bit more football. Um, He has missed him for various reasons, suspension, injury, um, all sorts of stuff over the last couple of years. And he wants us to win five out of the first six. That'll be an outstanding start and win our 22nd Premiership. So there you go. There's a couple on the wish list from the Rabbitohs Radio Podcast team in Chaps and Brownie. Now we're going to go through our best 17 that we think um, can get us to where we need to be to start the season, get us off to a really nice start and hopefully Brownie gets his wish of five out of six to start the season. And no surprises, Latrell Mitchell at fullback, Brownie. Oh, um, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, a match winner, absolute match winner. Match winner. If you get him in some space and he's confident and he's keen and he's fit and he's ready to go, um, he's someone that you've got to have in your team and fullback's the spot he wants to play.
1: And I, I look, I, I know he talks about he wants to desperately win a premiership here at South Sydney. And if he can stay on the field, he's a major player in our team. Like you said, he's the X Factor. He's a match winner. He's a beast of a player. And he just wants the ball in his hands when the game's on the line. And we need him in the team to do that. And Latrell will be my fullback as well.
0: Yep. Um, On the wing, no surprise there. Alex Johnson he's only four tries away from taking over from Billy Slater um, to being second all time on his own, and only 26 behind um, the great Ken Irvine. So, look, that's not out of reach either. The 26, um, the way they're going to stack this left edge, I don't. there's any um, arguments about that one, Brownie? No, not The, 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 the centre pairing, uh, if fit, um, let's hopefully stretch and get back to his fitness, and, and we know Jackie will. Campbell Graham and Jack Whiten in the centres, arguably the best centre pairing maybe in my lifetime if if on paper for mm. the Bonnie Rabbitohs.
1: Yeah, well look uh, Stretch was in great form last year before, well he did the injury in round one I think, that sternum injury but he was in that good a form that he was selected for state of origin and he obviously you had to pull out um, due to the injury but um, one of the best defensive centres in the game and I think Jack Whiten is not too far behind him in that area. So we're going to have really good defensive structures on the edges this year with both Stretch and Jack Whiten and both great attacking players. Stretch, obviously, a great hole runner. He's more of a power player where Jack Whiten can just do anything. He can get on the outside here, He can hit holes. He can ball play. Um, Yeah, it's really exciting, our centre
0: pairing in Stretch and Jack Whiten. You think about um, Stretch, um, I know we were down a couple of tries. We didn't play that well in that game against the Dragons when we had a few origin players out and all that sort of stuff. If you remember, the, the comeback was mounted by early border stretch. There's mm. nothing on. He'd come back against the grain. He got in the backfield. He put blokes away. And I think he put Taffy away for a try. He put Elias away from a try. He is a brilliant attacking player. When he's on, mm. he's as good as anyone. And Jackie White, one of the most aggressive, hardest runners in the NRL in any position. So
1: He's not small either, Jack White. He's very tall. Uh, we had a chat with him. At the old boys function a couple of weeks ago down there at the Coogee Bay, a couple of the current players turned up and it was good to see actually. And Jack went round and shook everyone's hand, introduced himself, uh, a gentleman of a bloke, and he's got a bit of size about him as well. So, yeah, really looking forward to Jack White and playing in the mighty red and green jumper.
0: And um, the right wing position has been a, I wouldn't say a troubled spot, but it's a position we've Chopped and changed that for a number of years, probably since Bryson Goodwin was um, held down that spot in the right wing. Um, we've been changing from this bloke to that bloke and all sorts of combinations. But I, I, there's something special about Ty, Tyrone Munro, Ty, Ty Mun, Um When he gets in the clear, he just looks silky. Like he, he reminds me of David Peachy, the way he glides across the field and he's got a nice feel for the game, whether it's passing or kicking or he can leap for a high ball or mm. just really um, yeah, close maybe and finish. So I... I Look, he's the Rabbitohs Radio podcast winger for us on the right-hand oh, side. Without a doubt,
1: chaps, the most important thing uh, he's got for a winger is speed. He's lightning quick and he can create something out of nothing. Uh, you've seen that try when he scored in the Warriors in the pissing down rain uh, where he came from nowhere. He came from absolutely no out way. on the right wing and... The only way he scored that try was from speed. And with your wingers, you want speed. Look at AJ. Obviously, he's getting a little bit old in the tooth now, and his speed might have slowed down a little bit. So we really need speed on that right wing. We haven't had it for a long time. Uh, Tane uh, did a tremendous job. He scored a lot of tries there. Isaac Thompson. um, But no one is quick as what Tyrone Munro is. He made his debut last year. He's done everything that has been asked of him. He scores tries. He loves the tough carries. And you know what I like about him, chaps? He makes the right decision. There's been a couple of times there where he's gone down the right wing and he's made the right decision. He hasn't just kicked it infield on play two or three. He's come in, taken the tackle and set up for the next play. Uh, He's got a great football brain. He's got a great work ethic. He's got good people behind him. Um, This kid could be anything.
0: Yeah, he certainly could. Um, Cody Walker, lock. I don't know if he's a lock for the 5'8", mate. Uh, without confusing you. But, yeah, no, Cody Walker, I don't think there's any argument there. Real A general for this team, a very, very important player. Can uh, turn a match on a dime um, if you have
1: to. Well, instrumental in everything we do in terms of our attack. Um, He's been the leading try assist in the NRL for the last couple of seasons. Uh, He's a try scorer himself. Uh, He plays with a little bit of niggle in him. Um, But, yeah, if we're going forward and we're doing everything right... Cody Walker is the best ball player in the game. And he was rewarded with that by playing in the last state of origin. So he is the incumbent. Man of the match in
0: that last game. That's right. And if people are doing their job outside him and inside him, he'll make the right pass selection. Nine out of ten times. A very unique ball player. 100%. The game, game, he slows the game down to his speed and he just burns you. I mean, just ask Bradman Best. He made Bradman Best look like the greatest centre of all time in that Game three now. Or you can ask Dane Gagai because he filled him. <laughs> he did too. He <laughs> certainly did. Um, the half-pack position, a little bit, that's probably the one we we, we stewed on the most there, Brownie. Um, uh,
1: probably one of the most, it's going to be one of the most controversial um, selection in round one. You know, which way does J.D. go? Uh, personally, I'd go with Lockie. Uh, I'd give him the first opportunity. He played just about every game there last year. Um, but Dean's, you know, chopping at his heels. If he can't get the job done, uh, with Dean Hawkins is next in line.
0: Yeah. Um, look, Lockheed probably didn't finish off the year the way he'd like to. Yeah, but um, so did a lot of other players. A lot of other players, and and the halfback always gets the blame. But yeah. yeah, you play in a position that's a, it's a position, it's a hot position. You got to you got to be able to um, take the take the raps for, for when you win, but that you take the. A rap when you lose, too. Uh, you know what I love
1: about you, chaps? You know what you're talking about. You might not have played at tough. the top level, but you know the game, you've got a great knowledge of the game, you understand the game, and you can tell who should be in the team and who shouldn't.
0: Yeah, and I, I think he decided to come back uh, about a month earlier than he was supposed to come in and do some extras with him and Hostie and, and Johnny Sutton at the High Performance setup Before pre season even started, he was back with the. Um, before he was even asked to come back and he's put the work in. he's got a slight um, injury at the moment maybe from a bit of bit of a load um, I, th- I think he's going to be given every opportunity to to win that, that spot in round one but Dean Hawkins I, I think he's the best kicker in the club mm. personally on tackle five um, I think he puts the ball where it has to go 70-80% of the time um, Dean slighter frame doesn't have the great defence like Lockie probably one of the better defensive players in the halves in the competition there's any doubt about that started the You're on fire, Lockie. Mm. I think he scored the first try of the season against Cronulla. Had the try saver as well. Um, He won that game with a field goal. But probably we'd like to see a lot more games where he's the reason we win, Lockie. Mm. You know what I mean? The halfback has got to be one of the reasons you win the game uh, more often than not. So I think he'll be given every opportunity. But you know what? Dean's ready to go and he deserves his opportunity if he gets it.
1: Oh, without a doubt, Chaps. And it's going to be um, Jay Dean and the coaching staff will look at that. They'll know the areas where Lockie has to work on, and you just indicated, kicking is one of them, chaps. I think he's got to learn to maybe try and kick on the front foot, kick on the run, um, like a lot of the good halfbacks do. Adam Reynolds does it perfectly. Dean Hawkins does it. Um, Jay Thurston used to do it. Um, you know, It's a skill that you've got to do a lot of, a lot of practice because you've got defence coming at you. But kick on the run, uh, variety in your kicking game, I think that's what Lockie needs. And but the thing I like about Lockie how he digs into the line and creates space for Cody and Latrell out the back and you know, not many halves dig into the line and, and take a shot and get up and, you know, be ready for the next play. And that's what Lockie has to do.
0: Yeah, he's gotta I guess take what the defence has given him. Don't just don't do anything too preconceived. You have gotta play what's in front of you and I'd like to see him back himself a little bit more and just, just take what the defence has given you, so to speak, um, and that'll go a long way him locking down that half pack position which I think it's up in the air at the moment it um, would be interesting to see uh, where the coaching staff is leaning um, Tommy, so who,
1: who have we got there? Uh, I've got Lockie.
0: I think got, we've got, got Lockie we to yeah. start in round one, yep yeah. um, So that's our back stage, It might change um, if we see line. some um, pre-season stuff, we, we might change.
1: Just before we get on to the forwards, uh, Luttrell is our fullback. we've got AJ and Tyrone Munro on the wings and we've got Stretch and Jack Whiten in the centres and Cody and Lockie in the halves.
0: Yep, and in the front row, I don't think there's any doubt about Tom and Junior. Tom, very experienced campaigner. Could be one of his last seasons, but you never know. He's pretty fit, Tom. He could go around again, no doubt about it. Junior, um, one of the most consistent players since 2018, was plagued with injury in 2023, where he, he was gone after 25 seconds with a head knock and mm-hmm. wanted to see him.
1: And from there, he his comeback game after the head knock I think he strained his medial. Mm. Um, it was in and out of the team. He just couldn't get any consistency in terms of game time. Like you said, Chaps, you know before that, his durability was unbelievable and it rewarded him with the George Piggins medalist. So uh, the kid can play. He's just oh, got yeah. to try and manage his injuries. His knee doesn't
0: look 100%. It's been heavily strapped in pre-season, so that's something he'd be looking to, to rest up. In the Christmas break and and do some rehab on. I and mean, he's a very professional um, player, old junior. And another in, in the back row um, might be now a bit cookie, of a surprise. Cookie. cookie oh yeah, Cookie's cook, going to be hooker. Uh, I don't know if there's any doubt about that with um, Pete, who I believe Pete's been one of the best trainers in the whole pre-season. He's mm. put on a bit of beef. He's, he's built up the Warwick Farms. He's obviously been had the dumbbells out, brownie, and, and working overtime on them. He's got some. Big muscles um, popping out there, Pete. He'll be nipping at his heels if he has an injury or dip in form. Um, we like to think the coach would um, pull the trigger on that if he had to. The the back rowers, Cam Murray was outstanding for Australia. Just lighten the workload a little bit on him. You, you're going to get a lot more of an attacking player in Cam Murray instead of having him just doing the bash and barge up the guts mm. early in the tackle count, doing the fifty tackles. You know, we'd like to see him do mid twenties tackles, for example, and and be an attacking threat and really punch in on the line. Lo- Our edges have got to really um, punch really hard at the halves, mm. try and trample them, and also in defence, get up and put some pressure on the halves.
1: Well, they do, and, and I totally agree with you. I thought he was outstanding uh, playing for Australia, but what Australia did have chaps in that team was Isaiah Yo, who played the link man. Now, second, and I think Cam Murray plays the link man just as good as, as Isaiah Yo, mm. and I think, that we're just going to fall down in that area if we play Cam on the edge. Now, I, I love the idea, and I've got him down there as playing on the edge um, with Keon at 13, but I, I just think we're going to lose a lot. I'm starting to think, do we, do we start with Cam at 13, uh, the first part of the season, until we get our groove and, and we start to, you know, uh, other players can play that role because Cam does it just as good as Isaiah, yeah, And if Isaiah wasn't in that Aussie team, I'd say Cam would be be playing 13. So, look, outstanding wherever he plays, um, but we have got him locked in
0: here at second row. Yeah, I've got him down. It's the best lock forward in the world, and um, I reckon he could quite easily be named the the best back rower in the world um, by this season's end. If if the season pans out the way I think it will. Uh, I know Keon's done a great job there. Keon's only 18 games away from 100. He hasn't been in first grade that long. He's going to bring up 100 games next season, mm. um, barring injury. We've got him down to the lock forward, Brownie, a ball player. Uh, we know we know he can play long minutes. He's played – I think, did he play 80 minutes against the Dogs in the front row? Boy, Which is did. very, yeah. very rare to, to see a bloke do that in his Just first.
1: before we get on the key on, uh, Jai. So we're, we're, we didn't discuss Jai Arrow. Jai, right right edge back row. Right yeah. edge. So we're, we're – once again, um, listeners – this is our team. It's not the <laughs> it's not the that's telling us what the team is, but so we're saying that we're going to be putting two middles out on
0: edge now. Yep, yep, yep. I think so, mate. Um,
1: that's the best uh, option going forward. Uh, well, you just we got to have you.
0: Joy Arrow's got to be in your team somewhere. He's a real real spearhead. He takes doesn't take a backward step. One of the toughest players in the game. I mean, there's nothing of him when you compare him to some of the big big players that that he comes up against. He's only in the mid-hundreds, just over 100 kilo. Absolute hell man. Kills him at Origin every year, doesn't he? Yeah.
1: He's one hell of a player and he brings aggression and I think that's what we need from our team. Uh, We need more aggression in our forwards. We need to go out there and want to bash teams rather than just do our job. We've got to go out there and be aggressive and get over the the top of the opposite number. And that's what Jai Arrow
0: does every week. Great competitor, no doubt about it. Keon and Lock 4, we spoke about that. That's your starting 13. Um, It it might, the the numbers on the back might change a little bit, but I think there's your best 13, Brownie.
1: What it does, it just gives us a little bit more size in the middle, doesn't it, chaps? Yeah. Um, With Keon, obviously, once again, the game has changed and the 13 used to be playing... Outside your second rowers, but these days the 13 plays in the middle with your front rowers, and it just gives us a little bit more size. And what like you said, chaps, more importantly, it gives Cam and Jai a little bit of, of a breather, not doing all the, the work in the middle in terms well, of defence.
0: Well, when you bring off your starting front rowers, you can push Key on into front row. That's right. And then um, Cam goes back to lock, yep. and he finishes off that half. When you've got some fatigue forwards, you got Cam jumping in the middle. Covering you up a little bit more fresher and stuff, so it gives you a lot of options.
1: Well, the most important part of a team, I think, is your bench. Who have you got
0: on your bench? I think um, there's a reason we went out and sort of got that little surprise pick in Sean Kepi, 79 games, first grade for Manly. Big unit, very aggressive. I'm not scared to give away a penalty. Um, he's a chance of getting suspended every week and, and he's one of them guys you want in your team. Big unit. As I said, he's got some back spasms at the moment, but mm. it's fitting in real well into the culture and in the club.
1: Well, look, you, you don't want him getting suspended, but you want him to be going to that level, chaps, where he's playing that aggressive type of footy. Look at Hargraves. Okay, gives away a couple of penalties, might get suspended a couple of times a year, but, gee, he intimidates people and that's what we want from Sean Keppy when he comes on the field. Play aggressive, Play up tempo, and obviously be a great, uh, you know, a great help to Tom Burgess and Junior Tatala
0: in the middle. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got the runs on the board, Kepi. You're bringing a bit of experience in, as I said, 21 games away from bringing up the ton. Talis Duncan, um, one of the real finds last year. He's a first grader, He's got it written all over him. Um, look, he's got speed. We have seen him run away for a try against the Dogs there. Um, he's he's getting bigger and bigger. He, he, we know he's got the defence in his own age group. We've seen him absolutely hammer blokes come up and put shots on. He's got some ball skills. He can come in and um, jump in and play lock. He can play out on the edge. No dramas. He could even play five eight if you if you had a couple of injuries in the halves in a game. So he's well, versatile. It's a good guy to have on your bench.
1: Well, we we're just talking about uh, Cam Murray moving to an edge, and who's going to play that link man? Well, this kid can. He can play that link man. We've seen him do it. He's done it in the New South Wales Cup all year. He was outstanding in the the final series, playing that link man, setting up many, many tries. Uh, Like you said, Chaps, he's a great individual player. He's a great team player. um, And he's young and he's enthusiastic. And he, like Tyrone Munro, are the
0: future of this club. Yep, no doubt about it. And this one might surprise a few people, but I've got Isaiah Tass um, jumping on the bench. For for a start, he can cover wing centre, and he can, he can jump in and play back row for us. He can come in, done a job there against the Dogs when we were super, um, super short that game. There was injury suspensions, um, origin players out. And he was he was outstanding that day, really yeah. on the edge. Comes yeah. in and, and makes a decision and puts a shot on. And we know what he's like in yardage. Tackles one, two and three.
1: Mm. He loves the tough carries, doesn't he? Oh, 100%. Yeah, look, we haven't been down to training enough, chaps. I've only been down there once myself in the off-season. Uh, just let the players do what they have gotta do uh, and but we haven't had the opportunity to see whether Azayatas has been training in that edge position. Not a great deal of difference between edge uh player and centre. Um I think he'll handle it. Like you said he played extremely well for eighty minutes in the bulldogs, got players player. We've mentioned it on the show before. So I think he will be a great addition on the bench uh if he's not in the, the seven or if he's not in the starting thirteen which by the looks of it, if Jack White and, and Stretch take the centre positions, uh, you've got the two wingers tied up. Uh, I think Asai Tass will be in the 17 somewhere.
0: He's got a great attitude. He's a he's a guy that you wouldn't say he was small, but in the back row, you've got to be a bit of a big unit. He, he's, a, he's a guy that's sort of average size that plays well above his weight. He plays big, doesn't mm, he? Yeah. And I think he'd fit in perfectly. Gives you a few options. And the last one, look, there was a toss-up between Hostie, Avili, Cheekham, Shaq, who finish off the season strong in the Reggies. But I'm going to give it to a, a bloke who's probably been touted as that next big thing to come out of the Raboters, but hasn't quite um, reached his potential. I'm hoping a big off-season can get him where he needs to be. He, he's had some real big moments. But Davy Mowali, Davy, Davey, chips and gravy, I'd love to see him really take a stranglehold and even win a starting position. Mm. Be our starting front, front rower and have Tom coming off the bench at some stage this year where, where he has been effective.
1: Well, I know what Jada is like. Uh, he's, he experiments with his middles, doesn't he? He rotates them. He'll start Tom one week and then he'll start him off the bench the next week, and Davey might have that opportunity. Look, he's got all the potential in the world. He's been a, he's a South Sydney junior coming through the pathway system. They've had big wraps on him for a long, long time. He has got to take that next step. He's got to be aggressive uh the type of player that we're looking for like sean keppy he's got to get amongst it he's got to take the you know the the bulls by the what are the horns by the bull take the ball by the horns, the by the horns.
0: <laughs> yeah no he does mate he, he he really does and um we know he's capable of it well he is he, he dominated at every age group he's been in first grade's a different kettle of fish you, you've you've got to do all the one percent off the field and and get more professional in what you do, and, and Davey's still probably learning that. Guess what? He's 20 years of age, Brownie. Yeah. He's yeah. not 25. No, that's right. He's got the best years in front of him, and and it uh, actually forward. blew me away when I googled his name the other day, and I, I thought he was 22 for some reason, but 20 years of age.
1: Yeah, playing in the middle oh. in the toughest sport in the world.
0: Like yeah, that, that's I mean, you think of Adam Ritson, you know, poor old Adam Ritson, yeah. well, you know, they bashed him as a young kid and, he, and he's had to do the same thing.
1: And we're probably expecting too much from Davey, yeah. at, you know, at this stage of his career, but um, he started and debuted at a young age and they've just nurtured him along because he's, you know, he's been up and down mm. in, in the uh, top squad, you know, New South Wales Cup, back up, back down, back up, back down, but uh, for Davey's point of view, he wants to stay up in, the, in that top uh, 17 and for him to do that he's got to play aggressive he's got to play with energy and like you said he's got to be professional
0: Well I reckon it's a career year for him this, this is a, it's a make or break year for Davy. let's see what he's got, is he a, is he going to be one of the best forwards in the game, which I know he's capable of or is he just going to be a plotter in and out of the 17 and, and that's mm. going to be entirely up to one person entirely up to Davey mawali and we wish him all the best but look, the, the, the just really excited to see this Jack White and I know he's not available to I think it's Round four, but if we get an exemption for the um, All Stars game, which hasn't been made official yet, he comes in in round three against the Chookies. Mm. You, you, you forget how long he's been playing, Brown. He's paid 240 odd first grade games. I think he's only eight games shy of 250. He brings well, up 250. He's their most yeah. experienced player in the lineup. Mm. He's never put on a South jersey and played a game yet. So well, it's is so that, exciting. He's
1: that good. He's that experienced. Um, that, and I, we said it on the show at the last podcast that Magic McGuire wants him back in the New South Wales system. That's how good he is. He knows, he's obviously had an affiliation with him down there at Canberra. He worked with him uh, last year. But he also knows what he does at rep level. And if he can bring that form to the Rabbitohs, well, we've got our wish, Japs. Yep, I think so. Sander's going to bring us that 22nd Premiership.
0: Oh, that'd be nice, mate. Now, we'd like you to support the Rabbitohs Top Four podcast. They released one overnight. How uh, funny, man, how like. oh, It's just the jokes went from the start to the end. <laughs> there was a couple of good. There's some really good stories on there, and the boys give you a bit of an insight on how the um, the club's going, a bit about Jack White and what sort of person he is, and a bit about um, Caleb Clark, um, Jeremy Monahan, one of the probably most longest-serving media managers in the NRL. I'd say started mm. in 2002, I believe um he hosts the show he, he has to keep him in line but the other two can, they can get <laughs> they can get some pretty vile jokes out there there's a couple, but, um, of couple they're of, hilarious, mate, a couple a couple
1: couple beeps in there as well
0: yeah a couple of beeps um, nah, that's, nah, that's they, I, think, I didn't think they they didn't do too much editing this one they, they left it in there yeah and uh a bit like yeah. us yeah well, well we don't swear we don't go off track too much but um when we have to we do a bit of editing um, yeah, so jump on the top four podcasts there on the Rabbitohs Radio Podcast Network and give them a listen um, on one of your holidays, but also please share our podcast. If you know any other Rabbitohs fans that might enjoy what we're doing here, please share it around and we want to wish us all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and thank all the sponsors because over Christmas you might drink too much brandy, but you've got to mix a bit of water in there, Barnaby water. One of our sponsors there, Brownie, Darryl Lee Chocolate, you can't have a Christmas without a derelict chocolate pudding. The Rockley Road. Oh, Rockley Road, outstanding. That's unbelievable. Outstanding. Yeah. Um, We've got some great
1: sponsors, all Australian-owned. Yep. Um, Oz Snow, who've just come on board,
0: chaps. They've got some great deals some great for deals. Japan at the moment. they just had a massive dump in Japan. If you're a skier, jump online. Um, you'll be able to have a look at um, what they're doing there.
1: And you're still getting down to the Blast Pit? Blast yourself? Pit. I was there um, today myself, had a massage, had a sauna. Ice bath. Well, you know, what
0: I like about it, they're not in there flogging you to yeah. an inch of your life. You, you, you're training hard, but not so hard where you, you're scared of going there. Like, there's really mm-hmm. good trainers. Um, they make you feel welcome. Yeah. Um, I always walk out of there feeling more positive and, and better about myself. Um, Dot Build, they've been doing some great they um, I've seen them well, – we put up something the other day. They did this amazing little frame in internally in this building. They're outstanding builders. They can do um, anything from commercial to um, – residential stuff, give give them a call, jump on dot .build on the Instagram page.
1: Our good mate, NG Farrah, one of our oh, inaugural what? sponsors from day one. He's only around the corner here. We're at the South Juniors uh, recording this podcast in the recording studio. Um, but NG is just up the road, chaps. Market leaders in the area in terms of real estate, if you're thinking of selling, they are selling over the Christmas period. They've got auctions in... Early February, um, but make sure you get in touch with one of their agents. There are a lot of South Sydney supporters there. Glenn Farrer, um, the principal and the licensee, and one of the partners is a passionate, passionate South Sydney supporter. Cameron early one of the agent, the yep. agents there is a South Sydney supporter. Joe Recep, they all love the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Mm. So mention South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Rabbitohs Radio podcast. If you're selling, make sure you call N G Farrar.
0: Yep, no doubt about it. Um, loan market, Adam Sampson. He's just remortgaged my. It was that simple. Well, that goes video, hand in hand. Video updates goes hand in hand, right? He's outstanding. He's jumping on board for, for next season. Uh, a, a mental South fan. I've put some photos up from the grand final. He's in the background there, and he's a good mate of. Um, oh, I forget his name. Anyway, really big, really big fan of the Rabbitohs. Josh. Josh. Kemp. Joshy Kemp. Sorry, yep. Joshy Kemp from the Borough. One of the leaders of the borough and one of those passionate blokes you'll ever meet, um, Adam Sampson. Look, it was just a smooth process from start to finish. And we've got another one coming on next year, but I've uh, got to have a meeting with him before we announce it. Yep. Uh, another Mad Rabbitohs fan.
1: And chaps, if we don't get going, mate, you're going to be in the doghouse.
0: I know. Got to, we've got to get going here, mate. we have got to take yeah. the, the bride out for tea, mate.
1: That's her birthday during the week. And a happy birthday
0: to Carola. Happy birthday to Carola. 21 during the week. Yes. Well, you <laughs> you won't be in the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've done well there, haven't I? But all right, anyway, Merry
1: Christmas, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you shortly. Up the mighty rabbit hole.
0: charges head on. again, working the forwards. Grant sends to Coot with McCarthy in support on the inside. He takes the reverse pass and dashes 20 yards to touch down between the posts.
1: Like one-handed pass, back for Phoenix, back for Coleman, on a count!